if you have your bible just turn with me to ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through jesus christ according to the purpose of his will today i want to talk to you about predestined and this word says that you were predestined in love you were predestined in love you know what is the meaning of predestined predestined means predetermined uh predestined the word predestined appears only four times in the new testament and it is only used by paul so first you see in ephesians 1 verse 5 then it appears in verse 11 ephesians 1 verse 11 and then it appears in romans 8 verse 29 and 30 only these four times this word predestined is mentioned so for us just to understand what this word means we're just going to look through all those verses okay so ephesians 1 verse 5 says in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through jesus christ according to the purpose of his will i want you to underline according to the purpose of his will because this is something that you will see as a repeating theme whenever you come across the word predestined now ephesians 1 verse 11 says in him we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will do you see that the purpose of him verse 5 was purpose of his will verse 11 is the purpose of him now if you read romans 8 verse 29 and 30 you will see that purpose phrase comes in verse 28 which says and we know that for those who love god all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose and then he talks about predestination so wherever you see the mention of predestination you see that it comes with the phrase the purpose of his will so the word predestined can be broken down into pre and destiny pre and destiny pre means before before what before the foundations of the world because if you remember verse 4 ephesians 1 verse 4 says even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world so god predestined you before you were born god predestined you before the foundations of the world that is the word pre destiny or destination means goal vision or a dream so even before you were born even before genesis 1 was one happened even before the foundation of the world god has had a goal for us god had a purpose for us god had a vision for us god had a dream for us that is what predestination is all about and today i want to show you i i really want to show you very specifically that predestination has very little to do with us going to heaven okay predestination has very little to do with us going to heaven what is predestination predestination is god's purpose god's purpose for our lives so when god chose us he had a purpose for us in other words god had a dream and a vision for all of us even before you were born even before you were in your mother's womb god had a dream he has this dream before the foundation of the world and even before you were born he has a dream he has this grand plan for your life is a grand plan for our lives so what is god's dream for us now come with me to romans 8 verse 29 it says for those whom he foreknew he also predestined 
to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the first born among many brothers i want you to underline the phrase conformed to the image of his son so what is god's grand plan that we will be conformed to the image of his son which son is he talking about the next phrase says that in order that he might be the first born among many brothers so whom is he talking about he is talking about jesus so john 3 verse 16 says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son his only son his only son is jesus at that time okay when jesus came he was his only son he was his only matured son but now just like adam slept and god created eve okay when jesus slept the church his body was created okay so all of us are like the first born sons okay now just one thing i want to clarify sons are gender neutral okay if 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 we can if the guys can be the bride of christ then the girls can be the sons of god does that make sense it's gender neutral it's talking about a position okay so what is the purpose that god has for us what is the goal what is the grand plan that god has for us he predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son his grand plan is even before he created adam he thought about each one of you by your name and he said you know what i have a great vision for your life and your vision is to become like jesus to become like jesus now let's read romans 8 was 30 and those whom he predestined he also called and those whom he called he also justified and those whom he justified he also glorified now if you compare it with verse 29 our journey started with god knowing us right because what what is verse 29 says for those whom he foreknew he also predestined so if you continue like that for those whom he foreknew he also predestined then from verse 30 from those whom he predestined he also called those whom he called he also justified those whom he justified he also glorified our journey started with god knowing us a journey started with god knowing us that's the first step the second one is then he predestined us third one is then he called us fourth one he justified us fifth he glorified us what is the process the first one god for knew us second god predestined us third god called us fourth god justified us fifth god glorified us So let's talk about God's foreknowledge. Our journey started with God knowing us. He knew us even before we knew ourselves, even before we understood who we are. God knew us by our names. He knew us intimately. He saw the good, ugly, bad, everything, and he said, "Hey, you know what? I call you by your name. I knew you." And because God knows us, he has this great grand plan for us. He has a vision for our lives. and because god has a vision for us he's committed to his vision and what is the vision that god has for us is that we will be conformed to the image of his son we will be we will be conformed to the image of christ so predestination has very little to do with us going to heaven one day it is more about us being conformed to the image of christ predestination is about us being conformed to the image of christ So when God knew us before the foundations of the earth and he had this grand plan what did he do he called us why did he call us 
why did he call us if he had a grand plan much gr- much greater plan than all of us that you know the plans that we have for ourselves if he had this grand plan then why did he call us because you know why because god is a gentle god he does not force his dream on us he has a great dream for us but he doesn't force his dream on us so he invites you he invites you gently he doesn't put a gun on your head and say believe in jesus he invites you he invites you he has a great plan for us but he invites us that's why he called us matthew chapter 22 you know the word says many are called but few are chosen the entire humanity god knew the entire humanity before the foundation of the earth we were we were in the mind of god even before he created the world and he had this grand plan that we will be conformed to the image of his son but you know what he didn't force his plan on us he called there's an invitation guys and today i want to ask you guys today i want to tell you about this good news that there's an invitation from god over your life saying hey i have a great plan for you i have plans to prosper you not plans to harm you i have great dreams for your life and i am sending you an invitation in the person of jesus will you accept him will you receive him only if you receive him will i you know i will force myself in the sense only will you you know, only if you accept him if you receive him i will enforce that plan on, over your life otherwise you're free to choose whatever you want to do you're free to choose however you want to live this life but i want to give you an invitation god wants to give you an invitation today an invitation to participate in the plan of god guys we we have a free will even though we say that god predetermined a plan for us we have a free will that god will never never you know overtake god will never force his will on our free will that's why he calls us he invites us i have a grand plan for you guys god says will you accept the invitation he's a gentle father so how does our process begin how does the journey begin journey begins in the full knowledge of god god knew us before the foundations of the world then second he predestined us what does predestined mean that god has a vision for our lives he's committed to his vision he has a dream for us and that dream is for us to be conformed to the image of his son now then he sends out the invitation he sends the invitation to everybody through the person of jesus that's what jesus died for all sending the invitation to all of us saying you are if you are willing to participate in this vision that god has for you you just need to say yes to jesus but not everybody accepts the invitation guys so he sends out the invitation to all but not many many accept the invitation that's why the word says many are called but few are chosen the chosen ones are those who accepted the invitation they were not chosen because of their good and bad they were not chosen because of their merits the chosen are those who just accepted the invitation who just accepted who just embraced the invitation in the person of jesus that's why john 3:16 where it says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life it is not talking about a conditional gospel it is talking about an invitational gospel the gospel is invitational because the gospel does not want to override your free will the gospel invites you 
invites you into this grand plan of God. Now, whoever accepts this invitation, what does God do? He justifies you. What, what do you mean by justification? He makes things right. We were all sinners, right? We were all fallen short of the glory of God, but it is God who has justified us in the person of Jesus. He sets us back into his calling when we had lost it by making things right in the person of Jesus. Justification and righteousness, they come from the same root word, which means making things right. Justification is that God has done justice to your life. Now, not in the sense how we know justice in the world. The worldly justice is retributive. You know, if somebody has, uh, if somebody has hit you, you hit them back. That we consider as justice. But God's justice is not retributive. It's not vengeance. God's justice is restorative. Restorative. Justification means that you are restored. From where Adam has fell, you are restored to much more. You are restored. So God is the one justified you. Finally. God glorified us. Fifth point, God glorified us. Where a journey of transformation starts from glory. It starts from glory. Okay, When God justified us, our starting point was glory. But it is varying degrees of glory. We did not move from sin to glory. We moved from glory to glory to glory to glory. Why, why, why is God leading us into this journey of glory to glory to glory is so that we can be conformed to the image of Christ. Guys, I want to encourage you this by saying you might think that you are starting from scratch because of things that have happened in your life. You might be thinking, I'm, you know, it's like I've taken an entire step back. Oh, I've lost this career. I've lost this job. I've lost my, you know, my, my, all, all the plans that I had, I've lost it. And it feels like I'm starting from scratch. I'm telling you guys, in the kingdom, you only move from glory to glory. No circumstance determines that you are starting from scratch. In the kingdom, God moves you from glory to glory. Everything that happens in your life is a promotion. When Joseph was in the well, it was a promotion. When Joseph was sold as a slave, it was a promotion. When Joseph was in Potiphar's house, it was a promotion. When Joseph was promoted to be the head of the slaves, it was again another promotion. When Joseph goes back into prison, falsely accused, it was another promotion. In the kingdom, you're only promoted. Whatever the circumstances say, I want you to believe that God only promotes you. You're moving from glory to glory. Amen. Okay, so let's revise this, guys. Our journey starts with God's foreknowledge. He foreknew us. Second, God predestined us. What does that mean? That God has this great, grand plan for us so that we can be conformed to the image of Christ. What's the third? That God called us. Why? Because He does not, He does not force His will upon us. So God calls us, God sends an invitation out. And then He justifies those who have accepted His invitation. He restores those who has accepted this invitation. And then he has glorified us. Amazing. Isn't this amazing to know what God is doing in our lives? Amazing, right? That he is working in us. He is the one who is working in us. You know what, guys? We are not the ones who are working. He is the one who is working in us so that we can be conformed to the image of Christ. We can be conformed to the image of Christ. Now, let me ask you this question. Genesis 1 verse 26 says that we were created in the image of God. 
we were already created in the image of god so the moment you were born you were born in the image of god if we were created in the image of god why is god still wanting us to be conformed to the image of christ is the image of god different from the image of christ so the answer is guys you know just like we were born we were born as babies and now we are all adults we are we were born as babies then we become you know like a child then we became teenagers then adolescents adult there's a natural growth just like that the image of god also has a natural growth where god wants us to grow from this child like image to the maturity of the image of christ See Adam was born in the image of God but did he have the maturity of Christ definitely not because if he had the maturity of Christ he wouldn't have sin just like that guys we are all born in the image of God we are all children of God but that is not where God wants to leave us God wants us to be conformed to the image of Christ see in Luke 15 the younger son comes back home and is embraced by the father and we think that's the end of salvation where we just come back to the father i'm telling you that's the beginning of salvation where you are accepted where you belong where you're relationally connected back to the father that's the beginning of salvation our salvation begins from there so that we can go to uh, we can go to attain the maturity of christ maturity of christ maturity of christ in in the bible in the greek there are three words for children okay and i want you to write that the first one is technon t e k n o n technon the second word is nepios n e p i o s the third one is huios h u i o s what are the three words technon nepios huios now what is the meaning of technon technon means that children technon means children that you're born in the family you're a child so it's it means relational connection children okay nepios means baby infant when you were born you were born as a baby you were not born as a whole grown adult right thank god or our mothers would have gone crazy nepios means babies right we came from a seed babies and then we became adults that is what nepios mean infant huios means a matured adult So do you see that? Do you see the difference? Technon means children, nepios means babies, huios means a full grown adult. Now, when Jesus was born, was Jesus born as an adult or was Jesus also born like us as a baby? Jesus was born as a baby, right? When Jesus was born as a baby, Luke 2 verse 52 says, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature. Meaning even Jesus he also increased in wisdom and stature he went through the natural development of how a child becomes an adult hebrews chapter 5 verse 8 says although he was a son although he was a son he learned obedience through what he suffered he learned obedience even jesus learned obedience just like all of us how we learn to become an adult from being a baby just like that jesus also learned obedience Have you seen adults who behave like babies? I've seen some of them. You know what's the problem? Because they haven't learned. We learn. We learn. We learn, and that's it's the learning that you know it's the learning that transforms us from being a baby to a to a full grown adult. So even Jesus learned. Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. 
so when we are here in this world when we have received the person of jesus we are also learning okay we are also learning what it means to be a matured son what it means to become like jesus we are learning and who is teaching us the holy spirit is teaching us so we have received the holy spirit the holy spirit is in us in in all the circumstances that we are going through good bad ugly the holy spirit is teaching us obedience teaching us through those sufferings teaching us through those deep anguish moments he's teaching us what it means to be conformed to the image of his son what it means to be matured the holy spirit is teaching us philippians 1 verse 6 paul says like this he who began the good work in you he will completed he will perfected the holy spirit is in us so that we can be perfected to the image of christ we are not there yet but the holy spirit is teaching us that we can be perfected to the image of christ awesome now come back to ephesians 1 verse 5 in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through jesus christ according to the purpose of his will i want you to explain adoption adoption how we understand adoption in the western culture is you know somebody was an orphan or somebody was from a different family nobody was there to take care of that child so that person is adopted into another family that is how we understand western uh, adoption but the adoption in the bible is very different from what we understand adoption today the adoption in the bible is you know in a jewish home where a child is born the child is kept under a tutor so that the tutor can teach the child on how to take on the responsibilities of the house so a child goes through training a child goes through learning right just like all of us we we go to school we go to colleges why for training so that we can be more efficient we can be more responsible we can take responsibilities of the house once the child finishes training the the father takes this child and goes to the elders of the town and says this is my son i present to you my son i present to you my adult i present to you my matured son that 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 ritual where the father presents the son presents the son as the matured son he is no longer a child he is a matured son who can take the responsibilities of the house that that a ritual is known as adoption where the child already belongs to the house but the child is being presented as the matured son so that the next day onwards whenever the son wherever the son goes he is walking in the authority of the father he is walking in the authority of that house so the next time when the son signs that sign has equal weightage as the father does why because now he has been pronounced as the matured son he takes on the responsibilities of the house that is what adoption means so when it says that you are predestined so that you can be adopted it means that god has presented you as a matured son god has presented you to the world that hey this is my son i am well pleased with him and this is my matured son who will represent me who will represent me and represent my kingdom that is what adoption means adoption comes from the greek word huyo hiothesia hiothesia which can be broken down into huyos and thesia adoption comes from the greek word hiothesia which can be broken down in two words 
Huyos and Thesia. Huyos means matured son, right? We did this before. Huyos means matured son. Thesia means presentation. Adoption in another word just means presentation of matured son. So God is presenting you and me. Think about this, guys. God is presenting you and me to the entire world. He's saying, "This is not just my child. This is not my nephews. This is not just an infant or a baby. This is my beloved, matured son in whom I am well pleased." Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at Sam. Look at Sam. He is my matured son, and I'm presenting him to the world that from now on he will represent me. You are called into adoption so that you can represent the father. You can represent the father. Who is your father? Think about it. What are the responsibilities that the father has? You and me are called into adoption so that we can represent the father. that's what jesus said you know if you have seen me you have seen the father and first john 4 says as he is so are we in the world you and me our calling is not just to go to heaven our calling is to represent the father to the fallen world our our calling is to represent the father to those who do not know him our calling is to represent the father for those who are unaware of his love so that when they see you they see the father when they see you they see the goodness of the lord a calling is that guys this is the grand plan that jesus has for us that we will be conformed to the image of christ so that we can represent our father we can walk in the authority of the father we can walk in the power of the father we can walk in the character of the father so that we can represent him you know jesus says something about this that the father is spirit right in john chapter 4 he says god is spirit God is spirit. We can't see Him, but people can see you. People can see you in the flesh. Jesus, Jesus had the audacity to say, "If you have seen me, you have seen the Father." When people can't see the Father, they can see you, and encounter the Father. Our goal, the vision that God has for us, the plan that God has for us, is not just prosperity. Is not just you know amazing relationships is for us to represent him is for us to be exactly like him that's why he is wanting us to be conformed to the image of his son that's a great grand plan that he has i'm telling you guys none of our plans even match up even 10% of what he has for us but the question is guys god is not going to force you god is not going to force his will upon you that's why he has extended his invitation extended his plan to you as an invitation saying hey i invite you into this calling i invite you in the, into this grand plan of mine i will not force this upon you are you willing to accept this invitation and i want to ask you guys you know you you have been christians most of your life and there's so much of things that we pursue in our lives a career a boyfriend a girlfriend you know good marriage there's so many things that we want to pursue in our lives but here is an invitation from your heavenly father saying i have a dream for you i have a dream for you even before you had dreams for yourself god has a grand dream for you and he's saying will you accept this invitation to participate in the dream that i have for you you know the first time when the disciples met jesus jesus said come and see 
He just said, "Hey, come and see. Come and see if this resonates with you." When people come to lighthouse the first time, I just tell them, invite them. Just come and see. Come and see if it resonates with you. Stay over. And then Jesus tells them, "Come and follow." And then eventually he says, "Come and die." From come and see to come and follow to come and die. Think about that, guys. The invitation is open for us. We can we can pursue all the other things that we have, and God will have nothing held against us. He will still love us, or we can say yes to the invitation that He has opened for us in the person of Jesus. We can say yes. His grand plan to be conformed to the image of Christ. And I want to invite you guys. I want to invite you into this grand plan to say, guys. you can pursue all of those things or you can just pursue knowing god just knowing god the reason why you wake up in the morning the reason why you sleep is just to know him because you know it is the knowledge of god that is going to transform you into the image of christ will you will you respond to this invitation saying father i want to know you more i want to know you not i don't want to pers- it's it's not about the pursuit of my career it's not the pursuit of the person whom i want to get married to it's not the pursuit of all the good things that can happen in my life but i want to know you more paul says in philippians 3 verse 8 that in comparison to knowing christ everything else is rubbish everything else all the pursuit that we have is rubbish Jesus says seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things shall be added. You know what? All these things that are meant to be added, we are trying to pursue them. And the harder we pursue them, the harder they run away from us. But I'm telling you guys, if you accept this invitation for the reality of the kingdom, if you seek first God's kingdom, if your life is only for the kingdom, all these things shall be added unto you. because god wants you to move from glory to glory to glory you don't have to pursue these things you don't have to run away run after these things and get stressful and strive and strive and strive you can rest your focus can be in the reality of the kingdom that god is doing within you how many of you want to say today father i want to know you more the purpose of my life is to know you more i'm not asking you to say that put god number 1 then family number 2 then ministry number 3 i'm not saying that i'm saying remove the list and let god become your list i'm talking about a life where you where you are fully focused in knowing god because god is much 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 bigger than all our plans combined because the purpose that he has for us is much bigger it goes through generations it goes through time it goes beyond time and space what god did through abraham is still being a blessing for us think about it guys we want to be a blessing for the next 60 years but what god is thinking for us is to be a generational blessing his plan is bigger guys his plan is bigger his plan is bigger can we reflect today into our lives and say father i don't know how to do this but i want to take a decision just just to know you i want to know you i want to know you more deeply i don't want to get prideful that i know ephesians 1 and romans 8 
I don't want to get familiar because I have read these verses hundreds of times. But I want to be like a child, come to you, look at you in wonder and say, Father, I want to encounter you as a child. I want to know you more. There's so much more. I can't put you in a box. I can't draw boundaries and say, this is the theology. This is the perfect theology. And say, God fits into this theology. I want to come... I want to come to you like a child and say, Father, I want to encounter you because you are real. I want to encounter you. I want to encounter your reality. This physical world is just 1% of the entire cosmos. There is so much in the unseen world and God wants to encounter you today. He has extended his invitation. He is calling you. He is gentle. He is gentle. The Holy Spirit in you will take you to that maturity. He will take you. But He will not do it forcefully, guys. Because the word says, for those who are led by the Spirit, led, those who are led by the gentle nudges of the Spirit, the Spirit gently nudges you. The Spirit gently pulls you. He doesn't force you. He doesn't pull your hand and pushes you. He gently nudges you. Gently. Will you say yes to Him? Will you say yes to him? I want to say this prayer over all of us. But if you want to respond to this message and say, Father, my life is for you. I want to live my life for you because all the plans that I've had so far has already failed and nothing seems grander as much as the grand vision that you have for me. I want to say yes to your grand vision. I want to say yes to the dream that you have for me. If that's your prayer today, pray with me. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you knew us even before we knew ourselves. We thank you that you had this great, grand vision for our lives. And we thank you that you have invited us. Father, we just want to say yes. Father, we just want to say yes. We just want to say yes. Just accept your invitation wholeheartedly. Say yes. We say yes to your grand vision for our lives. Father, we want to be conformed to the image of Jesus. We want to be committed in knowing you. Father, we just want to know you. We just want to know you, know you, know you, know you. Not to just grow in our secular jobs, not to just grow in our careers, in our academics, but Father, we just want to know you. Everything else is secondary. Everything else that attributes to knowing you, that is what I want to do. Everything else is shaky ground, Father. I, and I pray, Father, that you will take it away from my life. I want to know you. I want to build my life on the foundations of knowing you. Knowing you, Jesus. Knowing you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.